Goodfellas pizzas that you could put in the microwave on the little reflective surface. They weren't Goodfellas. Chicago Town Chicago Pizza. Town. Chicago oh, Town. I used to love those. They were awful, but they were great. Like, oh, the entirety no... of the topping used to slide yeah. off. And, and, like, and no nutritional value at all. Rock solid crust. Are those still a thing? I think they must be. They must be. Yeah. We will get adverts for 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 um, Chicago Town Pizzas now because I was in a WhatsApp group that mentioned Chicago Town Pizzas and everyone got adverts after the fact, even though none of us were looking at Chicago Town outside. Chicago of that Town Pizza. Famously yeah. uh Chicago, which has a very specific type of pizza. That is nothing like a Chicago Town pizza. Deep dish, yeah. Yeah. Chicago Town is not deep dish. Chicago Town is basically, no. like you said, it's bordering on pastry. It's 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 cardboard with a slide-off topping. But fuck me, do I want one now? And they're ready in two minutes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for. Me, Ian Harris. Oh, me, Graham Jones. Hey. Uh, this <laughs> is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. This week, we are figuring out our top three potential sequels to Cocaine Bear, which mm. I feel like may need some explaining. Uh, what, Cocaine Bear or I mean, uh, just in general? The podcast? So cocaine what Bear. What doing here? Cocaine Bear is, yeah, it's, 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 I found it at a secondhand store. Um, Nice. So Cocaine Bear is a film which I believe is now out. So uh, we're, we're a week late to releasing this, but if a film called Cocaine, you know, we had the choice of doing a Valentine's Day special or a Cocaine Bear special. So of course we're picking Cocaine Bear. So. Which is basically the most romantic thing that you, you know, can do is feed cocaine to a bear. I think so. Um, what else are you supposed to give to a bear? But Cocaine Bear is based on a quote-unquote true story. The true story is that a dead bear well, was found full of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, to be fair, it is based on that true story. They just embellish yeah, some of the rest of it. The entirety of the... the yeah, and, I mean, to be fair, they're not pretending anything about it. <laughs> they are just, they yeah. have been very upfront about the type of film we are going to be watching just in the name co- it's it's up there with snakes on a plane with uh yeah you don't need to market it cuz the title does everything for you the 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 episode idea here was then sparked by the fact that very quickly uh elizabeth banks the i think writer and director of cocaine bear at least director has said that they are probably also going to now be making cocaine shark and we thought, hey, what other drugs and animal combinations would warrant a sp- or could act as a potential sequel to Cocaine Bear? So today we are talking about hypothetical drug animal attack movies because why not? Well, b- 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 not necessarily animal attack movies, just drugs, animals taking drugs. True. True. Let, let me let me wind 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 that back. <laughs> so that's why we're going to be talking about drug and animal movies, like the bee movie, because as we know, honey is the opiate of the masses. It is, and it makes women really horny for bees. Uh, 
Speaking of... Speaking of horny for bees, I don't know the segue there. I (laughs) I have a list of other... Animal Attack movies. Okay. I have also reached out. So I, I have, I do, I do have a list. But first of all, I reached out to a friend of ours who I think I've always kind of viewed as the expert on Animal Attack movies. Okay. And that, that is Viking Allen. Axes and shit. He is a Viking. Asgard. Viking. Allen. Yeah. Yeah, my favourite fact, the one of the first interactions I had with, with Alan was taking the piss out of him about his bear bells. Oh, fuck, yeah, he had bear bells. <laughs> yeah. Which is like bear mace, but a bell. Yeah. Like a, a, non, a non-violent, is a bear mace for pacifists. Basically, yeah. But also I find it quite funny because the whole idea, it's like, um, it's like shark repellent, right? What? It, yeah, the bear bells work because there's no bears around, but also you, it feels like a complete like snake oil kind of thing. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And, and then by the... <laughs> we just keep finding these bloodstained bells in the middle of the forest. <laughs> but no bears around. Or bear bells in shit. Uh, yeah. So what? What? they were just bells that you shook when a bear was nearby. No, I think you just whack them on your um, rucksack. So as you're walking, you make noise, and therefore bears don't come and eat you. On, okay. So it like 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 a cowbell, like a cowbell, but with less Christopher Walken. Okay. So the, the only I have a fever, and the only antidote is bear bells. <laughs> okay, so Viking Allen, owner of at least a pair of bear bells, um, gave me his list of <laughs> animal attack movies. So uh, Grizzly. Yeah. Which he referred to as, and I quote, basically the jaws of the bear world. Okay. The Ghost in the Darkness, which, to be fair, is actually just a very good movie about man-eating lions. Backcountry, which is based on a true story about a bear attack. Frozen, brackets, not that one, close brackets. It's about people stuck on a ski lift that then get attacked by wolves. Okay. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. How do the wolves get to the ski lift? Like, you're up in the air on a ski lift. I like to think they're in the ski lift behind them. <laughs> and they're just like, it's more like a, a a verbal assault. They're just bullying the guys. Okay, and it's it's called Frozen because the other, the other guy that is, one of them's getting really leery and the other one's just telling them to let it go. Hey, exactly, exactly. Something, something, something into the unknown. But yeah, I... I I think so. I so I think the actual answer to that question is I think the they're stuck on a ski lift overnight and temperatures below zero and wolves are gathering at the bottom so they can't jump off. Right. Um but I prefer our answer. That that's what we should we should add it to the list of films we've said we would write off the back of uh our weird conversations. You know what's really off putting? Go on. This this fake beret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gra- Graham and I have discovered and by Graham and I, I mean Graham discovered the filters you could add on Zoom so he is now in a little like what could only be described as a Simpsons TV yeah I would say so yeah there's there's a yeah. you'd have to get up to change my dial and twist my knobs yeah I'll, I'll twist your knobs nice to, t- to turn you on hey hey fuck and I'm in a in a barrow which to be fair I think I'm working alright I would say I so it suits me it's sticking to you nicely. Yeah, that's the that's the key thing. Yeah. No one wants an unsticky beret, which sounds like a, a Limp biscuit kind of thing, <laughs> isn't it? Um, 
47 meters down uh, is awful but fun, according to our friend Alan. Uh, and Razorback is about a killer boar. I then also made another list of other stuff that he hadn't mentioned, because why not? Do you know, um, do you know what else is a killer boar that time you did that history podcast? Hey! Ah! Oh, that's, that's very funny, actually. Should have, <laughs> should have seen that coming. It's great, though. Everyone... I will, uh... I won't say the name of the... I like how there are two films I, I, we're not allowed to mention on here, and one of yep. them is uh, a film about naval history because it bores you so much. <laughs> you'll you'll hilariously threaten to leave, and the other is just a gro- one of the gross, grotesque movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, classic. So... Obviously, Jaws and the Birds, but Jaws and the Birds are boring, Grant. Everyone knows Jaws. about Jaws. Everyone knows about the birds. I Jaws like- and the Birds sounds like it's its own film. <laughs> Jaws and the Birds would be like uh, like a seventies like funk band. Yeah, or like Starsky and Hutch. Oh, I don't know which one I prefer. <laughs> so it would be Starsky and Hutch, but like you know how there's the whole genre of like detective show, right? Yeah, where it is a detective. Who's teaming up with a blank? Yeah. So, Castle and Murder She Wrote. Detective teaming up with a fucking murder novelist. Detective teaming up with I know a fucking baker or a fisherman or something. Jaws and the Birds would be a detective teaming up with like a group of backing vocalists, like the t- <laughs> like the Supremes or something. Yeah. Just called the Birds. They're, they'll 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 one hundred percent be a group called like Birdie and the Birds. Yeah. My my head went to Jaws from um, James Bond fame, <laughs> teaming up with the T Birds from Greece. That's a better idea, you know. That is a better. Oh, idea. you had. Do you know what you should have said there? I I don't. But I'm gonna tell I'm gonna... me more. Tell me ah, more. Fuck. <laughs> I, I was. Too... You've really let yourself ah, down. My brain went straight to Moonraker, and there's no fucking puns <laughs> there. Oh fucking Moonraker was great. Did did he have a car? I don't know. I've never seen it. Not James was, Bond. Oh, fan. that was that was that was the closest I could get to a Greece joke. I was trying to get oh. it back. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> obviously, obviously, our conversations about animal attack movies would end up with you being disappointed in me about not making a Greece joke. Um, so Jaws and the Birds are boring, but Birdemic Shock and Terror. I was going to say we've not mentioned Birdemic yet. <laughs> Birdemic is fucking atrocious. Oh, it's it's, it's the, what's amazing. your favorite scene? What's your favorite scene in Birdemic? It's the one where they're being attacked, and it looks it feels like a shit remake of like Space Invaders. The way that the birds are coming down on them. Ah, uh, yeah. I I like the I like when they're watching the birds fly away, and it lasts for about four minutes, and the birds don't get smaller. <laughs> um, crawl, crawl. Crocodile movie mm. we saw that great. right first that it was did. really good yeah inspired your dad's first appearance on the podcast possibly i think it was his first by recording but yeah that that was on like our break glass episode yeah, so yeah. I think, but what so I, so I think by the time that came out an other one had come out with dad on it as well ah uh, okay i think but yeah, there's a great um, because dad and dad, it was your choice of disasters, uh, disaster movies you could pick. Sorry, d- disaster movies you could survive. Yeah, you mentioned about how you could keep a crocodile's mouth closed with like an elastic band and some other stuff. We then looped in my dad to see if my dad would have expected me to save him 
from crocodiles. Yeah. And he then just parroted back everything that you'd said. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic, classic dad. Do we flash back? Can I flash back to the episode? Should we flash we back can to flash, dad? We, yeah, flashback. Flashback to Big Kev. Part, part of me wants to call my dad right now and ask if he'd expect me to go and rescue him from alligators. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can always drop that in. If you, just, you don't have to do it right now, but check in with him and drop a future Ian in just to see, um, see what your dad's uh, theory would be there. Yeah, right, fuck it. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dad, would you expect me to rescue you from alligators if you were stuck in a crawl space? In a nutshell, yes, I would expect you to rescue me uh, if I'm in a crawl space facing an alligator. Because I know for a fact that me and you used to watch uh, lots of Steve Irwin documentaries uh, when you were younger. And we all know that alligators, even though they have a massive, um, powerful bite, if you get to the right to the very end of their snout by their nose and put the minimum amount of pressure on that, you can keep the jaw closed. So I'd expect you to appear in the crawl space armed with a um, roll of gaffer tip and then proceed leaning over my shoulder uh, to gaffer tip the end of the alligator's snout, uh, therefore uh, rendering him harmless. Your mother also pointed out to me, Ian, that uh, in the restricted space, in the crawl space, this would prevent the alligator from carrying out his uh, um, famous death roll. You wouldn't have enough space to do it in, so that's uh, another advantage of your uh, location. Obviously, now he's been gaffer tipped, uh, is, is no issue at all. You just uh, have to get your way out. And uh, that will be the problem solved. Thank you very much. Bye. That's exactly what I expected him to say. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Great. Good times. Nice. Uh, five-headed shark attack in the number-headed shark attack series, which I still haven't watched, but I've watched the trailer for it upwards of 20 times. Yeah, I, I've never watched any. They feel like they, there's this whole raft of like um, like mega octopus versus giant shark and all of these kind of things that just feel... Um, yeah. Well, we would we, we say would you call the Meg? Uh, would you say the Meg is a an animal attack movie? I guess it is. I would say the Meg is an animal attack movie. Um, I fucking love the Meg. It is. It's brilliant. It's it so bad, but it's brilliant. brilliant. Have you seen Ben Wheatley's doing the sequel? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Which is insane. Oh, and the Meg is based on a book. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, if 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 I had to pick. If I had to list films based on books, The Meg is not one I would assume. Uh, Attack of the Giant Leeches. That's a film. Anaconda. Anaconda, I would count. Um, I remember, like, when... Before I'd watched a lot of horror, like, however old I was when Anaconda came out, which must have I must have only been, like, early teens, if, if even that. I just remember it being amazing because it was a massive snake eating people, even though it's an objectively terrible movie. Which is, um, it's J-Lo, right? J-Lo, Ice Cube, yeah. and John Voight. Yeah, and also Lake, Lake Placid came out about the same time, I think. I think there's a Lake Placid vs. Anaconda movie. Oh, really? I think so. But I could be making that up, so I'll just say it with confidence so no one checks. Cool. There is definitely... A Lake Placid vs. Anaconda movie. Lake Placid was great. That's another one where I think there's like six of them now. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it turns out I was nine when Anaconda came out. Ah, nice. Good. Obviously, Anacondas um, usually attack in uh, bakeries. Right. Because they 
don't want none unless you got buns hun. Nice. Yeah. But I don't think that song's actually about a snake. Now I think of it. Now I've said it out loud. No? I think or, or baked goods. Or baked goods. I actually think he was talking about his dick, you know? Whoa. And yeah. snakes. I was looking at one that I was going to bring up. Um, oh, yeah, this is it. Would you class Jurassic Park as an animal attack movie? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. No. No? I would say no, because for me, animal attack generally needs to be... I don't know. I don't know. I can't quantify what an animal attack movie is, <laughs> but I don't feel like Jurassic Park fits with the definition that I haven't said. Do you feel like the it needs to be a, a smaller scope of animals, i.e. in a lot of these it's a single anaconda copes up bear yeah or a group of so night of the leopards is giant rabbits but they're right. just giant rabbits they're not then like if the same if there was if there was a horror movie set at a zoo yeah i wouldn't call that an animal attack movie <coughs> i would call that a probably shit i don't know i think we could um we could spin something up there um what would it be called it would be called um Zoo's a hard word to make a riff on. Yeah. <laughs> zoo. Zoom. Zoom bees. I, I think I, I think there is a film called Zoom Zoom bees. Um, yeah. That I mean that would be shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be awful. Uh, there's uh, Piranha Three Double D, which is up there with best movie names. Yeah, that's a good good pun. Uh, Into the Grizzly Maze. Okay. Which feels a bit minatory. But it's, I'm fairly sure it's just referring to a forest. And then I found this film, Graham. Uh, there is a film called The Day of the Dolphins. Okay. This film, uh, so just an extract from the synopsis. Their work is being undercut, however, by a member of the team who is secretly training the dolphins to assassinate the President of the United States. <laughs> so these seem to be, seems to be a film about CIA dolphins trained to kill the President who get loose. Right. Which is just like a really friendly Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Shark Attack Deep movie? Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Kraken song. The, the only issue I have with, with training dolphins to assassinate the president is Washington, D.C. is landlocked. So I think the president has a yacht in this. Okay. Like, like sea Force One or something like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's... Yeah. Um... So yeah, there's a lot of the grey. We haven't movies. spoken about the grey. That's that's kind of an animal attack movie. Or is like it more to... of a man attacks animal movie? I mean, you never, re- you don't really see a lot of it, do you? It's a film that leads up to a promised fight between Liam Neeson and a pack of wolves that never really happens. Yeah, because they Sopranos it. Well, I just assumed that the wolves had been taken. Oi! Well, that's unknown. Nice. That's the name of another name. <laughs> Something about the Ice Road. That was an awful film. I actually watched the Liam Neeson Ice Road Trucker movie, and it was Excellent. hilariously trash. Open Water was quite good. Open Water was great. Uh, we've talked about this before. Have you watched The Shallows? No, but we have talked about it because this is part of the whole seagull narrative. The seagulls. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cracking. Yeah. Um, no, there was no Kraken. I think it was just sharks. Hey, Kraken. Can you have an animal attack movie with a mythological animal? Or is the idea it has to be played kind of straight? 
You're going to make a bear joke, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I just realised that your uh, beret filter comes with like a beauty spot. Oh, really? Yeah, just look to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it has to be a, it has to be an animal, past or present. Oh, it has to be an animal. Okay, this is, yeah. this is good to know. Good to know. And that, that brings us on to the next uh, kind of point I wanted to talk about, Graham. Um, what is the biggest animal you think you could take in a fight? We've, we've been here before. We've been, we've been this with bare hands. I'm talking, like, if you were in this kind of situation, what animal would you most feel comfortable with? Do you think you could t- t- take on a bear? Do you what think have you could I take got on at my disposal? Can, uh, wh- whatever you feel, whatever usually crops up in these movies. Okay, most, my bear prob- bells. Your bear bells, you'd probably have a shotgun. Yeah, I think a single bear, I think you could take out with a shotgun, straight to the face. Do, do you feel like you have the skills to do that? Coming from the man who once said he could kill a cow with his bare hands. Well, I, I, I've only ever shot a shotgun for like clay pigeon shooting, but I hit some of those and they were far away, and I'm assuming the bear's going to be closer and bigger. Yeah. Therefore... I reckon I could shoot a bear in the, fa- in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, I could fuck up Paddington. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we've um, been here before as well. We've been here before. Well, we've this is really like a greatest, everything. greatest hits episode. <laughs> and then we come on to uh, what life would be like in the post-apocalyptic Australia. <laughs> we need to do the... Um, do you remember the 90s sitcom filler episodes? Where it was yes. just... Like episode twenty three out of twenty four, they're just like, oh fuck it, let's just replay a load of things from the last five years with everyone just sat around saying, "Do you remember the time when like Joey fisted a dolphin?" And then it just cuts back to <laughs> that is the first thing you could think of, <laughs> Joey fisting a dolphin, the uh, one not... with the dolphin fisting. <laughs> yeah, that that lost episode. Ugh. That is how are you doing? <laughs> I think I th- okay, all right. So you think you could take on a bear? No, but that's I. I probably could go like, if I've got a shotgun, like a like a big bear, a big bear, a <laughs> like big, a grizzly, a bear, like a bit a bit a bigger bear than you could take. Well, that's what you're saying. Yeah, like a, I'd, I'd go I'd go up to up to grizzly. I think you could probably do an elephant, but I feel like their hide is quite thick so the one shot it might not be a one shot scenario and also i don't really want to i mean i don't want to kill a bear to be fair but i don't really want to kill an elephant either because they're quite in danger yeah that's so so it's it's the biggest animal you would morally allow yourself to kill so if (laughs) if an elephant was charging you down and you had an elephant gun you wouldn't shoot it sorry what's an elephant gun an elephant gun is a thing that's an actual thing what an elephant gun is one. It's like what the Victorian hunters used to have, specifically to shoot elephants. I'm not being a cunt here. There is such a thing as an elephant gun. That is a thing. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just googling it. It was just a rifle, though. Yeah, but it's designed to kill elephants. Yeah, but I was expecting, I don't know, like the shaft to be an elephant trunk or something. <laughs> so was she, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more penis humor. It depends. I mean, what's his? What are his political views? <laughs> so, if it's a right-wing elephant, if he's you're a, fine. If he's a if he's a fascist elephant, so you've you got know. you've got your elephant gun. It's charging, and you just shout, "Hey, what do you think about refugees?" 
<laughs> yeah, basically. Or if the uh, elephant that... is like hollering, get out of my country at you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Make, make the safari park great again. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, 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 so you would be you would be happy killing a racist elephant. I'd kill a racist elephant. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's that's fair. <laughs> I, I I don't think I can follow that. Up. I'd, I'd follow that up with a homophobic shark. Okay. Happily, happily kill. I think I could a homophobic shark, especially if it's on land. Yeah. That that does give you the upper hand. Yeah. At the very least, I'm a big guy. It would choke on me. <laughs> that sounded unnecessarily sexual. <laughs> that's not. That's Who's not the bear now? Yeah, that's not the. Uh, that wasn't the implication there. I meant after he's. Uh... There's my filter. There's gone. no. Have you yeah, ever, there's have no. Have you ever way. had that? It's. I get. Yeah, it's it still there. I can sometimes. see the bear. Eh? Nice, but I, I get that sometimes with sport, where like your innuendo filter goes, and everything just sounds horrific. Yeah. It's like, oh look, another massive tackle has knocked the ball free. Oh, it's especially with NFL commentary, like oh, some yeah. of them. Like and he's ramming it down his throat, and you're like, "All right, yeah." Drew Brees has managed to get his ball perfectly between those two people. <laughs> they kept talking about it was ball placement, and I just lost it and had to turn yeah. the channel. It was like uh, coming right in his face as well. Was yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, and then he fumbled. <laughs> yeah, he took a big one there. Um, uh, this is this is descended, isn't it? Into this um... has descended. So let's get back. Let's get back to the subject, the highbrow subject of mm. cocaine bears. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to pitch to each other potential sequels to Cocaine Bear. So sequels to a film neither of us have seen yet. Before we do that, yes. Graham, do you have a movie recommendation nobody asked for? Of course I do. <laughs> Frantically Googling. <laughs> do you know the problem is, is every time it's... Your turn. I've got one because I think it's my turn, and then vice versa. I always forget. Um. Okay, I've got one. Let's do this shit. Shall I, shall I set you up again? Yeah. So, Graham, what is your movie recommendation that nobody asked for this week? Uh, so I'm going to go with. I, I I think it's along the lines of Animal Attack, but I think in a lot of Animal Attack movies that the Animals are acting on their sort of own agency somewhat. They're kind of making the decision to do this, apart from the the dolphin presidency one that you talked about. Whereas this movie, um, the animals are kind of being used as weapons to take down Samuel Jackson and a plane. I am, of course, talking about the wonderful Snakes on a Plane, which... Talking of uh, ridiculous movies that have books, I have the novel novelization of. <laughs> I love Snakes on a Plane. It's insane. It's terrible. But yeah, I mean, Keenan lands a plane because he's played a lot of PlayStation. There's uh, all, all, all oh. sorts of lunacy going on. Someone gets their penis bitten off. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson says that line. And then also has the best like PG-13 version of that line as well. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And to my knowledge, like one of the only movies that's been made off the strength of like it becoming a, a meme based on the title of the film. Well, he, he threatened to walk out if they kept the... Uh, changed the name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, fair, fair power to him. 
Uh, when you said um, in the build-up to that, I thought you were going to go for Pokemon, the first movie. <laughs> Animals trained. To, and then you said Samuel Jackson. And the first thought again there was, God, Pokemon would have been great with Samuel Jackson. It would have, yeah. I'd. Um, what, what do you think? I think he would be like... Uh, I think he'd be... A rock, rock trainer. I, I mean, I, I would, I just want him to be. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to. F- what Pokemon fits into the phrase? Uh, blank. I choose you, motherfucker. Geo, dude. Geo, ah, oh, that is water. Maybe a bit of water, water, motherfucker. Yeah, S- Squirtle, motherfucker. It's a motherfucking Squirtle. Magikarp, motherfucker. Magic. Ah, oh, done. Sold. <laughs> and if people don't like the idea. Of snakes and planes. Mm. Are there any other films uh, you would possibly recommend? Yeah, this movie it does feature a plane briefly because um, there's a trip from America to the wonderful Scandinavian country of Sweden. But there are no snakes, so you're okay. But there is a bear. But the bear is not on cocaine. It is high off the religious experience of being part of the Haga. I'm, of course, talking about the wonderful, brilliant, amazing, stupendous Midsummer with Florence Pugh and Chitty from The Good Place and Jack Rayner and Will Porter and the Swedish guy who plays Pella, whose name I forget. And, yeah, go see it. Watch it if you haven't. Probably have. If not... Fuck you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Okay! So those were our movie recommendations nobody asked for. That was the idle banter section of the podcast done. So it's now time for us to go through our choices. Go, Ian, I choose you. I don't know what, how you've done yours, but all of mine, for the most part, are also going to be inspired by true events. So, okay. Cocaine Bear is obviously a real thing. As are, it turns out, mushroom reindeers. So, apparently, in Siberia, uh, reindeers native to the region will eat up a load of... So, I think they're called, like, fly agaric mushrooms. They're the ones that look like the toadstools from Mario. Okay. And your classic classic red mushroom. Your classic red mushroom. And they are trippy as fuck. So... You have all of these reindeers uh, will eat these mushrooms and then run around aimlessly, have random muscle spasms, and make weird noises. That is the true story behind it. The true story actually gets weirder because um, the hallucinogen doesn't go away from the reindeer's um, system. This really does explain why they think they can fly, doesn't it? Oh, exactly, exactly. This is 100% going to be the gritty prequel or the gritty <laughs> retelling of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. But basically this means the reindeers piss drugs. Okay. So these herders and people who live in the tundra will drink the urine from these reindeers to get high. That feels like if if the mushrooms are there... It feels like this is just an excuse an to unnecessary drink step, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? Are you drinking that to get high? <laughs> yes! Yeah, that's better than just... Yeah, that's, that's why. It's sterile, and I like the high. <laughs> um, it reminds me of... Uh, so... Last Thursday. 
This is no. So this is just fun. Uh, so me, me and my fiance went to do our wedding tasting, um, which reminds me of piss, because <laughs> I bought. Uh, so Richard Herring's got a book called Emergency Questions, mm. which is a thousand random questions in a book, and basically because we were doing this trip down to Wales in one day. I was like, fuck it, we'll buy this book, we'll have it in the car. It means, you know, it keeps the road trip fresh. And one of the questions was, uh, so it's a two-parter. So what is your favourite drink, Graham? Um, oh, alcoholic or otherwise? It uh, it, either. Uh, Guinness. Guinness. So if you found out that Guinness was made from wasp urine, yeah. would you still drink it? Yeah. 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 Same. I'd, I would, because it, it's always kind of weird. Like, I think some people get freaked out still when they find out, like, Fanta isn't vegetarian. Yeah. Because it's got fish in to balance out the orange colour. And some people are oh, I'm not going to drink it again. It's like, but you didn't notice. <laughs> it's been, it's not changed. You've been drinking this for ages. I love how Fanta in the US always cracks me up because it is luminous in oh, comparison to what you get over here. <laughs> It is crazy. Fanta, who fucking stolen Lilt, which I'm not happy about. Yeah, that's not okay, is it? Yeah, Lilt is now going to be a Fanta flavour instead of its own thing, which is... I'm just concerned about the Lilt ladies as well. The Lilt ladies? Do you not remember the Lilt ladies? Vaguely, but like a fever... Speaking of hallucinogenic (laughs) reindeer, like like a fever dream. Yeah, they used to be like the advertisements for for Lilt were by... um... Too too large. Uh... Oh, the lilt ladies. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, I do remember them. So you know, I just I just hope they're okay. Yeah. So yeah, lilt is now just going to be Fanta, pineapple, and grapefruit. Yeah. Totally tropical taste. Lilt's great. Anyway, reindeer piss. So mushroom reindeer is obviously going to follow a group of. Uh, herders or poachers or something in the tundra finding these reindeer. Sorry, just a really quick one. Uh, The Lilt Ladies received a mobile award for best TV advert actress. There's a lot to break down there. (laughs) TV advert actress was an award. Yeah. Okay. It was. Good for them. So, Mushroom Reindeer, like you kind of touched on, I think this will be told from the reindeer's perspective um, of these reindeers learning to fly and, uh, you know, playing their reindeer games and everything like that. And then yeah. the end of the film, kind of St. Maud style, <laughs> we'll just cut to these just trippy fucking reindeer everywhere. Falling from rooftops. Just falling from rooftops. Absolutely terrorising, like a small Russian town that they've struggled into. But it's just, <laughs> it's just fucking wild. I think there's something funny about... Because I think we, we're... Some of the choices here are just, I think, examples of uh, science being shit. But this is a natural high. These reindeers are choosing to do these mushrooms on their own accord. There is consent involved. Yeah. Which means I feel like we can turn it a bit more into a comedy. It's so fucking weird. And then obviously you'll have a character who is just after their piss. A piss hunter, if you will. (laughs) But like you said, I just can't... I don't understand why you wouldn't just eat the mushrooms. Yeah. Unless the yeah, reindeers ate them all, which maybe that's maybe that's the thing. The mushrooms, uh, sorry, the mushrooms, the mushrooms eating reindeer is uh, 
The Last of Us, I think. <laughs> the reindeers have eaten all of the mushrooms. Right. And these guys, or th- these people have a party coming up. And the only thing they can think of is getting this reindeer's piss. Yeah, obviously, I guess there's not a lot of marijuana growing on the uh, on the tundra, so on the uh, icy tundra. Reindeer piss is the is the next best thing. Reindeer piss is the way forward. So yeah, that's my first choice. Then uh, the inspired by a true story mushroom yeah. reindeer. Nice. Well, actually, because the mushroom is called fly agaric, you could call it fly reindeer. Then people will come expecting a Christmas movie. And it's actually a film about the dangers of magic mushrooms and these reindeers accidentally killing themselves in a small Russian town. Similar to you, some of these choices are based on uh, some real life events. Um, Much like this one, where the basis of this story uh, is within the video game Octodad, which I'm sure is, is, is a true story. Do you, do you know much about Octodad? I have played a bit of it, and it is infuriatingly fun. Yeah, it's so and, hard. And well, I'm right? infuriatingly shit at it. Yeah. yeah. This game would be fun. It, it makes me feel like my dad must have felt when he played video Actually, my dad was quite good at video games, to be fair. It makes me feel like my dad must feel when I try to explain American football to him. Okay. Have you have you done the Surgeon Simulator one as well with the VR? No, I haven't. No, that's hard. It's a similar thing, right? It's very yeah, not yeah. quite as difficult in terms of like the, but yeah, just trying to like pick up the scalpel and things, and I always end up. You kind of go in with the best intentions, and then you fuck something up, and then you just like okay, well, I'm just going to take this rotor saw to the spleen just so to get this game over with, which is why I'm not a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> anymore (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but octodad so i've done the same as you i've kind of played the beginning of it and like uh this is fun and then it's kind of can't get past it because it's so annoying so i got married i think because it starts off at his wedding right yes yeah, yeah. yeah but anyway i was looking at the plot of it so the whole thing is like you're not meant to arouse suspicion that you're an octopus right that's the whole game and so you play the game, and anyway, apparently you see there's there's the big bad guy who's Chef Fujimoto, um, who knows Octodad's secret, and seeks to expose him and cook him. Anyway, through a series of flashbacks, you see why he's a con human identity and married the woman, etc., etc. Anyway, the chef throws Octodad into a shark tank, kidnaps his family, and convincing them that he's actually an octopus. Apparently he shows up, he escapes, shows up without his disguise and reveals the truth to his family. Though his daughter Stacy admits she knew the entire time. Obviously, he's an octopus. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, they all come. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, I've just, I've just suddenly clocked that. Of course, it's called Octotad. He has kids. Yeah, How yeah. How does his wife not know he's an octopus? Not entirely sure. Like, it, it's the... The obvious end to my octopus teacher. The end that guy clearly wanted. <laughs> yeah, he really wanted it. Anyway, my movie is a slightly different take on this because when they find out that their dad is an octopus, they're like, obviously, this is fucked up uh, and kick him out. And he gets depressed and then takes up heroin. So we go with heroin octopus. Um, <laughs> uh, and the reason... <laughs> Being that he has eight arms and therefore four needles at once. Oh, fucking hell. 
It's like a kitchen sink drama with an octopus. A kitchen sink drama with an octopus. <laughs> uh, Which is phrase... handy because he's got somewhere to stay. <laughs> I, oh, fucking hell. I, I know no idea how to comment on that. Um, <laughs> I have a fun story about kitchen sink dramas, but I can't say it because it involves the name of a child. And I don't want to say that on a podcast. <laughs> so... I'll tell you, and then I'll, I'll. Oh, actually, no. I, I, you know, fuck it. We've set a precedent that we beep things. So yeah. we were at our friend's house for New Year's Eve, and her son, who I think is six, seven, maybe. Okay. Was was playing that's, with Trey. That's that's tall. Hey, <laughs> massive child, playing with trains that were comically too small for him because he's a giant. But no, he was he was playing with these these trains. And this kid's name is Okay. Right? And at some point, for no real reason, while playing with these trains, he just said, huh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I lost my mind. Because it's like, that is the name of a kitchen sink drama, right? 100%. Like, it would be like his, he's just been let go from like the fucking mines or something. And his family have cancelled on him for Christmas. And it's him with, like, this big dinner that he could barely afford. And it's just, yeah, just Merry Christmas, Charlie Bennett. And then the lights fade to black and we aren't sure what's going to happen. But I can't stop thinking about that. I think about it pretty much every day. Excellent. Oh, fucking hell. So anyway, a heroin. great, you know, a, a a great potential double bill with heroin octopus. Um, I'll level with you, Ian. Um, I thought about animals. I thought about drugs and how you take them. And the delivery system for heroin tends to be in the arm. Octopuses have the most arms in the animal kingdom. That's where we ended up. And then I had to come up with a story. So remember, Octo Dad thought, yeah, Octo Dad could fall on hard times, get addicted to heroin. Um <laughs> And here we are. You know what? I can respect that, Graham. Because what is clearly... <laughs> this this is a section that could have just been you going, an octopus doing heroin would be funny. <laughs> and you've turned it into... Because uh, it feels a lot more sane going. So I was playing a video game about an octopus who's uh, the father to a small child um, <laughs> and thought, hey, this game over screen probably would lead him into a depressive episode and down the dangerous and damaging path of heroin. So I thought, hey... Let's do, let's do that instead of just. <laughs> I got a load of arms. <laughs> I worked backwards from that point. That's fair. I I, I, yeah. can, I can appreciate that. Um, how? <laughs> so it's the sequel to Cocaine Bear mm. is going to be a kitchen sink drama about an yeah. octopus living in a sink. Yeah. Who's just who's just lost his family. Yeah. I have no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> my second choice then and this is not only based on a i don't know why i'm talking like that i'll do it the whole way a true story but it is based on a true story that we have kind of talked about at quite some length previously on the podcast so oh, shall no. i go for shall i go for the article that's going to have inspired this or the name of the film first well, I know what the article is, so let's go for the name of the film. The sequel to Cocaine Bear that I am pitching is Viagra Dolphins. 
Nice. We never said illegal drugs. This is true. No. So Viagra dolphins. So this is going to be the story of very sexually aggressive dolphins. And this is inspired by uh, a Guardian article from 2014 called The Dolphin Who Loved Me, The NASA-Funded Project That Went Wrong. Uh, where the fuck do we start? So in the 60s, uh, obviously in the 60s, NASA funded a project to see whether if with enough exposure to humans, whether dolphins could communicate, which I can only assume means speak English. Yeah. This one thing led to another. One of the scientists would regularly toss off a dolphin. Yeah, as all on, good on the reg. On we the spoke reg. of this is weird. This is the second time in less than a week that we've spoken about this on the podcast. Uh, well, on on our podcast, spoke about another podcast. Do you remember the farm when Rebecca lose oh! on top of pig? Um, she used a, 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 I don't even know what they'd call a sheath. It wasn't just like <laughs> I seem to remember. It was hand in glove. Fucking hell! I assumed it was like a. A flashlight kind of setup, <laughs> which is still weird. Don't get me wrong, but a bit more mechanical than just. Uh... Did she at least make eye contact? No, it's it's. I'm I'm looking at it now. Well, that sounds weird. Um, yeah, no, she just went straight in there with a. Uh, it was with a hand and like a mug to count to capture the uh, the uh, the the pig semen. Interesting, mm. as as you do. I I only remembered that when I so for for context. So we recorded uh, an episode with Scott from the Church of Chat, uh, or we recorded an episode of the Church of Tarantino. Fucking 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 and I was a couple of minutes late because my laptop was being shit. And when I joined the Zoom call, everyone was talking about tossing off a pig. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing because I could not remember the farm <laughs> until someone mentioned it. Uh, so, it, uh, it, talking of Guardian articles, they seem they seem to like reporting on these things. Rebecca Lewis, Beckham's former personal assistant who gained notoriety earlier this year, obviously this was written in 2004, so early in 2004, when she alleged she conducted an affair with the England captain and carried out the procedure on Fire's reality show, The Farm. Viewers were shown explicit footage of Lewis who donned rubber gloves to arouse the animal before, before collecting around a third of a litre of semen in a flask. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it really is. That's- that's my main takeaway from that. <laughs> the, the 10 minute scene watched by 1.6 million people is the most controversial to appear on Five since a naked Keith Chegwin hosted a naturist game show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> naked uh, Jungle. Uh, my, I believe my dad. <laughs> my dad saw a bit of that and referred to a certain part of Keith Chegwin's anatomy as looking like a cold acorn. <laughs> <laughs> now that that is a mental image you do not forget no anyway dolphins yeah dolphins, dolphins. sorry so you segued these, into pigs so these scientists were trying to teach these dolphins to speak uh and there were there were three there was a dolphin called peter 
there was a dolphin called Pamela and there was a dolphin called Sissy. And apparently Peter was a he was a bit naughty. That's a quote. They said he was naughty. <laughs> That's such a sixties way of putting things, isn't it? Oh yeah. So to keep him to keep him on track when he got uh, distracted, they would sexually relieve the dolphin. Uh because of course you do. Uh they lived in a flooded house. So this scientist could, um, yes. for some reason, I don't know why I'm not saying her name because it, I feel like she she deserves Protect her protection. But uh, Margaret Howe Lovett lived in a flooded house with these dolphins and would toss off the dolphin, basically, I d- I, or I at least at least let it. I'm not sure if it was a uh, it was Rebecca Lou's, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a Rebecca Lou situation or more uh, just grinning and bearing it as the dolphin dry humped your leg. But the important part is she allowed this dolphin to sexually relieve itself because the lessons would be easier. Um, the, uh... uh... She was, sorry, just, just, uh... She was very clear to comment, it wasn't sexual on my part. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. What was her name? Love it? Uh, Margaret Howe Love It. Howe Love It. So, I don't, I don't want to, like kind of make assumptions based on surnames and stuff but you tend to think of someone with like how love it like has they were born into inheriting acres of countryside um and they've now found themselves being rubbed up on by a dolphin it it seems quite the departure i i can imagine her parents were like we just wanted her to be a lawyer <laughs> Uh, Peter liked to be with me, explains Lovett. He would rub himself on my knee or my foot or my hand. And at first I would put him downstairs with the girls, she says. But transporting Peter downstairs proved so disruptive to the lessons that faced with his frequent arousals, it just seemed easier to relieve his urges manually. (laughs) So it does sound like she was Southern gripping this dolphin. That's an expression. Um, I'm I'm confused as to how so transport downstairs in a flooded house. So surely you would think that upstairs is therefore not flooded. So how is I, he like? How does this? What I I can't get my head around the logistics of this house flood situation. So it sounds like multiple areas of the house were flooded. Right. Okay. Both upstairs and downstairs, or maybe a base. I don't know. I don't want to Google the phrase blueprints of the dolphin sex house because. <laughs> That's a that is a phrase that will forever haunt my Google ad recommendations. It's a great uh, title for a novel though. It is, right? I um yeah. I I uh my fantasy team one year was the Miami Sex Dolphin Experiments. Nice. Which I was I was very happy with, and possibly why I assumed this happens in Florida. Because this is either Florida <laughs> or California, isn't it? Yeah. Oh fuck off. What? All of these dolphins were in flipper. <laughs> She's she's not just tossing off a dolphin. She's tossing off a famous dolphin in the in the television show Flipper. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I think it was in the Caribbean. They were tossing off dolphins in the Caribbean. Fair enough. As you do. So, like, this is a subject. Uh, obviously, the manual stimulation of uh, Peter the dolphin that we could talk about at length. But instead, let's talk about what Viagra Dolphin is going to be about. Viagra Dolphin is basically going to be Planet of the Apes with dolphins in this house. These, it's going to flat out be a horror movie. It's going to start off kind of like from Dust Till Dawn, right? Like it's going to start off like it is a drama based on these weird experiments. And then it is going to end with the dolphins talking and demanding sexual favours from the scientist. 
It's they then try to escape, which they can't because the house is flooded. And then it just turns into deep blue sea with, a, instead of sharks, it's a dolphin with a massive erection. That's, uh, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah. It just makes sense. But, like, you'd assume if he was, if he was... <laughs> Where does the Viagra come into it? So if he was, if he was, uh, I'm trying to think of another word that isn't horny, Graham, if I'm being honest with you. If the Aroused. Graham was, if the, if the Graham, I, I just referred to it as Graham instead of a dolphin. <laughs> if the Graham was horny enough, if the, if the dolphin was horny enough not to pay attention to its studies, Graham, yeah. then I could only assume that with the introduction of Viagra, that dolphin would be horny enough to kill. That is the tagline to this film. That tagline. Okay. Is not going to be allowed to be printed on this poster, and I, I also unfortunately don't think Mid Journey is going to allow a lot of these prompts. So I don't think I can make that poster anyway. And I'm no, sure as fuck not. not learning how to draw to draw a poster of a vicious dolphin with what I would definitely draw as a human penis, <laughs> <laughs> just because, just because like this is fucked up anyway. Let alone without imagining that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it ticks all the boxes. It's fucking weird. It is, quote, based on a true story. And it's just fucking wild. It is so fucking weird. Well, to be fair, given that he he needs um, Viagra, um, maybe you could just call the movie Flopper. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I might end that there. I don't think I can follow that up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my second choice second choice my second, second choice, choice is fourth of the episode your second choice yes i am going which is which is weird weird you're saying that graham because we've definitely recorded this in one session always we are always. notorious one session wonders <laughs> make of that what you will um Ooh. so similar to um your dolphin fucking um, this is also based off of a. All right, all right, all right. Let, let's let, let's let's. What I chose to do on that trip to Florida was between. Oh, sorry, misunderstood, misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I've never fucked a dolphin. Never fucked a dolphin. No, it was an orca. Um, it was killer. That's that's the. Uh, <laughs> that's the um, the outtakes from Blackfish. Um, oh, once you go Blackfish, <laughs> you never go Backfish. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails already. Uh, yeah. um, already, I mean, halfway through yeah. uh, a recording so, session. So similarly based on a real life experiment. And I will talk you through that experiment thusly. Tusco was the name of a male Indian elephant at the Oklahoma City Zoo. On the 3rd of August 1962, researchers from the University of Oklahoma injected him with 297 milligrams of LSD, which is nearly 3,000 times the human recreational dose. Within five minutes, he collapsed to the ground. One hour and 40 minutes later, he died. It's believed that LSD was the cause of his death, although some speculate that drugs the researchers used in an attempt to revive him may have contributed to his death. <laughs> Sorry, they gave him three thousand times the dose of a human, yeah. uh, a human dose, and they think maybe the massive amount of drugs might have killed yeah, him. Maybe. 
It could be. I we can't say we for can't, sure yeah. whether it is the buckets of LSD we just fed to this elephant. He did, you know, he he did have a he had a bit of a cough beforehand. So uh you know, maybe the LSD, you know, maybe uh maybe asthma, who knows. So yeah, this is the the very famous um elephants on acid or the LSD elephant if we're sticking with the um naming conventions. There's is quite a I say quite a commonly known um, experiment because uh, there's I think there is a book called Elephants on Acid which is like uh, lots of crazy science experiments and it's one of those ones that I think you see at airports and whatnot quite frequently. Well, I mean, this is this is the choice we basically had to fight over, right? Yeah, essentially. Like, like if if you're thinking of drug elephant, you think LSD. Yeah. And, uh, well, drug and animal. Sorry, that's how much I think about it. <laughs> You're elephant obsessed. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't think of a funny joke there. But yeah, I am. No. Yeah. But yeah. I have to cut you off there or, you know, truncate you. Hey. <laughs> uh do you do you wanna Usually I'm just playing it dumbo. <laughs> nice. Uh do you wanna get in the, the bit that you wanna say about the uh this experiment now or It was your favourite headline, Ian? Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that headline is. I sent it to you. Um, uh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I can find it. I can find Tusco's, it. Where the fuck's my phone? Tusco's last trip. Tusco's last trip. Yeah, so this is my favourite. <laughs> one of my favourite uh, headlines next to foot, heads, arms, body, which is, yeah, Tusco's last ride. Mm. Trip. Which sounds like a wrestling move. Trip. Tusco's last, Tusco's last trip. Because yeah. the last ride is a wrestling move. That was <laughs> that was back when the Undertaker stopped doing stopped choke slamming people for a while. Yeah, that was the big power bomb thing. Yeah, that's my nickname. Nah, I need to put more effort into that if I'm going to go <laughs> lowest common denominator, don't I? Yeah, but yes, Tusco's last trip, mm. which is a that's the Pixar version of this film, I think. <laughs> It's a Guardian article. I think we've spoken about the Guardian quite a bit, have we? Uh, they they wrote the the Viagra Dolphins one as well. Well, there we go. That um, that says it all because they are keen observers of animals. Because the 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 Sunday version of the Guardian is called the Observer. In that's <laughs> right. I have a decision to make now. Either I. Nod and start laughing and pretend that is something that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> or I acknowledge this is new information. I, I didn't realise The Observer was the Sunday version of The Guardian. No. <laughs> but also, because I haven't read a newspaper. The last time I bought newspaper was literally to feed to worms. Because <laughs> I've got worms. Did, have, have we mentioned that? I've got worms now. Yeah. And how, uh, what's, how's the treatment going? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. We feed them scraps. So I just kind of squat. <laughs> and then a very wormy arm comes out, grabs the potato peelings, pulls it back into its wormery. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, any, any more, anything else on worms or? No, we're good. We could actually do the podcast now. Nice. Uh, elephants. So elephants in LSD. Yeah. How do you see this film going? So, this movie, it's going to be set present day rather than 1962. And um, it's going to start out like 
the experiment itself. So there's going to be the scientists, they're going to be experimenting on Tusco. And as Tusco, what, what I say what I quite like about it, it's kind of awful, but it took Tusco an hour and 40 minutes to die, which is kind of a good length for a feature film. So whilst um, whilst in real time, the, doc- the doctors, the vets, and everyone are trying to save Tusco, what we see is the movie of Tusco's, like, literally Tusco's last trip. So he's like kind of bad trip on acid. And the way I see this going is that Tusco is basically having, like, it's like Forrest Gump, but with an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, okay. so Tusco is having these hallucinations of being all of these really important moments through history, um, but only bad ones because it's a bad trip. So, like, it, the reason he dies at the end is because he thought that through his trip that he should have been able to prevent all of these awful disasters. Like, he should have been able to bring down the Berlin Wall sooner. He should have been able to save JFK, stop the war in Vietnam, um, you know, prevent the South Tower going down. Like, Tusco should have prevented all of the major tragedies of the 21st century, uh, 20th century, sorry. But he realised that he didn't and therefore couldn't bring himself to live so he sacrificed himself. And then maybe we go into like a bit of a looper situation here where he thought by sacrificing himself, he could go back to the beginning and, and prevent these these uh, heinous, heinous acts. So this is like director's cut ending of the butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with an elephant on acid. Yes. <laughs> Done. Have we mentioned, speaking of, 9-11 because this film needs a villain yeah have we talked about which celebrity according to their film's canon was involved in the planning and execution of 9-11 no but i've had i've read this but i can't remember her. you you definitely have read it because you told me <laughs> so uh kermit the frog if that kermit is the his frog. real name yes because there was, uh, they did like uh, Muppets, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And they go forward to 2002 when Kermit, in a world where Kermit was never born and the Twin and Towers, the Twin are, Towers still there, are still standing. Yeah. Which means that I'm not saying Kermit, you know, Kermit had to have been involved somehow. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing trippier than an elephant thinking. Kermit is bringing around the downfall of society. Yeah, but we have our villain, so uh, thanks for thanks for remembering that. <laughs> I got you. How could you forget? Apart from like you just did then, but <laughs> how could you forget? You could forget it once and never again. Here's a question: If an elephant could stop the assassination of JFK, how? Uh, a very very slow motion bodyguard style dive. Yeah, trunk in yeah. front or uh, body. Because I think the body would, but I think the trunk it would go through, unless Lee Harvey Oswald has an elephant gun. <laughs> hark, hark back to the podcast uh, that we definitely have recorded in one session. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I, oh, that's that is a surprisingly tough question. Because um, an elephant famously does not fit into a book rep- uh, depository. That was what I was always taught as a child. <laughs> ah, it's but... like, Dad, I'm, sc- I'm, Dad, I'm scared of elephants. It's like you should go to a book depository then, <laughs> because elephants are famously not able to fit into a book depository. But he could go on on a grassy knoll. He could go on a gra- maybe. <laughs> maybe he's the second shooter. Maybe he was. Maybe he was trying to aim for Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Shot and then realized, fuck. I'm currently a high elephant that's time traveling, and I can't actually use a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, slight aside, I, have you, I, I assume you have. I watched the Zapruder film for the first time the other day, and it is messed up. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very, very messed up. It's uh, one of my favorite short films. <laughs> <laughs> I my favorite short films are uh, the Zapruder film, followed by. Uh, a film a good friend of mine did uh, that I was an extra in because I am an egotistical cunt. <laughs> Third, the entire Forky Asks a Question series. Nice. Yeah, the Spruder film is, it is fucked, isn't it? Mm. It's, uh, there's a, like a, someone's done like a 3D thing based on it. Okay. Where it's, it's all around showing how difficult it is to get off those shots in that time. And from that angle. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like we're all expert military marksmen. <laughs> Let's not turn this into a JFK podcast, because I will talk for a while. It angers me a lot. The Ian Harry's history section. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Oh, God. I did the whole... I, I read the minute by minute. It's really good. Yeah. So it's, it's a fascinating... Because there's a... The proven JFK conspiracy theory is that the Soviet Union actively spread JFK conspiracy theories. Yeah. Which is just sums it up like perfectly, right? <laughs> like of course they did. Of course they did. I also but... find it mad that they tried to like save him. I mean there was no there was not a lot of head left. Yeah, it's fucking insane. But like, there's the whole magic bullet thing, which is bullshit. The grassy knoll stuff makes no sense. The fucking the, the fact he went forward and back is completely explainable. It's all just people looking for. People don't like the idea that just a mad fucking dude did it, right? That's that seems harder to grasp than a conspiracy. Yeah, because people are weird. Well, and then old what's his face went and shot him. It was like a day later, wasn't it, that he got assassinated yeah i think so. i can't remember the time frame on it i think so. pretty sure it was, it was within a day or two because the the book yeah. i read was over like three days that's quick usually takes me longer i'm a slow reader <laughs> classic nice away from because obviously talking about uh elephants on acid trips would uh lead to us talking slightly too in depth about the john f uh, kennedy assassination on what used to at least be a movie podcast. Uh, so my final choice, and I've left probably the biggest one to the end. So this drug is so dangerous. It can't be bigger than an elephant. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, so it, it is a very, very dangerous drug to the point where I nearly thought, you know what, maybe we shouldn't joke about this. It's more dangerous than everything we kind of mentioned before. It's more dangerous than things we haven't mentioned, like Triple Sod, Yellow Benteens, the Boz Boz, Clarky Cat. It's right up there. And obviously, I'm talking about the drug Cake. 
So what is cake? I, I hear you ask. Well, it's an active ingredient, which is a dangerous psychoactive compound known as disymmetric Anderson phosphate. And it stimulates the part of the brain called Shatner's bassoon. And that's the bit of the brain that deals with time perception. So a second feels like a month. Well, sounds almost like fun, doesn't it, Graham? Unless you're the Prague schoolboy who walked out into the street straight in front of a tram because he thought he'd got a month to cross the street. So cake is a made-up drug being composed of artificial chemicals. Uh, its yellow colour, um, so it's a yellow tablet, is achieved through uh, use of an industrial dye. Where do I start? A young user of cake once cried all the water from his body. Another vomited out her own pelvis bone. It can lead to the industrial dye can cause a phenomenon called check neck, which causes your neck to swell up and cover your face. Kind of like a giant turtleneck, but slightly more dangerous and less pretentious. Yeah. And uh, you're you're just seeing how long I can keep talking about this as if it's a real real drug, aren't you? I am, um, yeah. I'm also obviously... I'm also on the same fandom page that you're reading from as well, so I can kind of get a, a... Oh, <laughs> In my, in my defence, I copy and pasted it and put it into a one uh, Evernote sheet. Um, so, cake, cake. So, the, the important part for me is that in experiments, ingesting cake caused rats to swell to massive sizes. So, my film is going to be cake rats. So, it's rats who've ingested a load of the drug cake and have now grown to a colossal size. And it is basically going to be like... a. Uh, action horror movie as if it was written by Garth Marenghi, which is a weird thing for me to say because a horror movie, a horror author has written a series of books based on giant rats, but instead of going for him, I went for the fake novelist, which is one of the most insulting things I could possibly have done to, I think his name is James Herbert. So, scene. So Cake is from Brass Eye. Is it, just as it, isn't there like a thing with massive rats in the Batman canon and... Uh, Joker specifically. Yes. So there are. They mention in passing that there are giant rats because of their trash problem. Yeah. And in the background of some scenes in Joker, you can see massive fuck off rats. Yeah. Okay. I d- I'm glad I wasn't making. We want to do this. There's a giant rat in giant rats in the Princess Bride. There's rodents of unusual size. Um, Raticate's quite big. So giant rats in Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I've worked with a couple of giant rats. Am I right? <laughs> hey, hey, the guy from Goodfellas. He was a rat. He was a giant rat, wasn't he? Nice. There's a couple of them in The Sopranos, etc. But yeah, Brassai is um, Christopher Morris. Yeah, Chris Morris. Chris, Chris. It's a Chris Morris uh, series, and the drug. So it's a fake. No, what would you call it? It's not because the day to day is news. Brassai is more. Um. It's like what, like a panorama special, right? I just can't think of the right word for it. Yeah, I don't. It's it's very hard to to kind of pin down, but yeah, I, I yeah. guess it's um, like investigative reporting. Yes, exa- yeah, exactly, exactly, and satirical. Each, <laughs> each episode would have a topic um, that, and it was just entirely satire. So famously, they did one on paedophiles, which again is one of the best episodes of TV I've seen. Um, and they did one on drugs, which is just fucking incredible. And this landed them in a lot of hot water because they were talking to an MP about cake. 
got him to say a load of stuff about it, and then he mentioned it in the Houses of Commons. <laughs> so there is a televised uh, recorded debate where someone mentions the dangers of cake, and that is just fucking outstanding. But it's just... I, I think every couple of weeks I will message a quote from this to someone. Um, uh, a friend of ours in our fantasy league, uh, best friend Ben, who is called best friend Ben because of Skyscraper, which is not a movie he's seen, <laughs> quoted it to someone and then messaged me and says, I really hope he realises that's a quote from Brass Eye because it was something like, you're wrong and you're a grotesquely ugly freak. Oh, yeah, I remember him sending it. <laughs> I think to Adam, yeah, and he would, he'll, he will. Yeah, and he'll just randomly throw that into uh, into a conversation. Here's, here's a here's a good uh, update to uh, so it was David Amos, right? That was the um, yeah guy who who did this um, in 2015. Um, David Amos was put in charge of the of a committee which will debate the government's new proposed drugs policy. He says the Tories wow. haven't got a sense of humour. You're fucking kidding. Nope. Oh, there's an article here from uh, October 2015. The MP Trickton's condemning a fake drug called cake is to chair a committee debating new drugs law. Oh, fucking hell. You, you couldn't make it up, could you? No. I was just going to say there's just the, the quote from what he actually said on Brassa at the time. Look at that. £100,000 in the pocket of the filth that sells it. A big yellow death bullet in the head of some poor user. Or custard gannet, as the dealers call them. <laughs> but it's like Brassai is. So they got Bernard Manning to say that cake is a made-up drug. It's not made from plants. It's made from chemicals by sick bastards. <laughs> um, the whole bit at the beginning of this, where I did the whole Prague schoolboy, like where I did the Prague schoolboy bit. Um, Noel Edmonds said that on the show. Excellent. I, I will quote this and that Pedo Geddon episode all the fucking time. Because the Pedo Geddon one's got the thing of um, pedophiles are genetically closer to crabs <laughs> than they are you or me. They got they talked a lot about hoax games where it will make your keyboard give off the smell of hammers to make you more susceptible. <laughs> like, it's just so fuck. It was... It's an overused thing, but Brass Eye was a good decade or two ahead of its time oh yeah um, same with same with um dark place like it was just so 97 yeah it's nuts isn't it, it it's insane and up until i think relatively recently i think it was the most complained about episode uh on tv the the peter geddon one but the <laughs> drugs one i think i i prefer the drugs one just because it's so fucking stupid but yeah we don't talk about Brass Eye enough, and I saw the opportunity and I fucking took it. Strongly recommend it. I'm fairly sure the episode's out on YouTube in its entirety now. I imagine most of most of them are on... It looks like Daily Motion has a bunch, has basically the entire series. Yeah, which... The day-to-day -day is good. Um, it's where Alan Partridge started, the day-to-day. -day. Uh -huh. He's a sports journalist on it. Nice. Yeah. The day-to-day's very funny, but Brass Eye is genius. And again, that's a phrase that's thrown around a lot, but it, it can't be described any other way. Well, Chris Morris also made uh, Four Lions, which I think is one of the most yeah. underrated British comedies ever made. It is hilarious. Uh, he was also by far the best bit about the IT crowd. Yeah. Um, he was only in it for the first series? 
first series yeah. and then killed killed himself. Yeah. And Matt Berry came on as his son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I mean is a is a hell of a thing, right? But yeah, it's just incredible. So my my third choice is giant drug fueled rats uh, ravishing the inner city of London. Nice. Final choice. Final choice. So I've had a last minute switcheroo here. Um, Dear God, man. So originally. I was going to go with Meth Wombat, and the idea being it was like Breaking Bad with Outback characters, and Wombat falls on hard times, tries to get into the meth game, but is confronted with the obvious drug runners of the Outback, which are kangaroos, because they've got somewhere to hide the drugs. Um, but that's as far as... Graham? Yeah? Graham, was that, was that entirely based on you thinking which animal had pouches? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. But instead, and maybe maybe wrongly so, but I am going to go with a movie titled Sniffer Dogs. Um. <laughs> that's not, that's a good pun. <laughs> but they will actually be sniffer dogs. So they are dogs who work in an airport but just end up getting addicted to all of the drugs that they sniff out. And then they have a sideline in selling the drugs to their animal friends in order to kind of uh, supplement their income because they've just lost, you know, they've lost their jobs because of they're high all the time at work. All the terrorists and stuff keep getting through. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's drug so, dogs gone bad. So it's homeward bound with crackheads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apart from they're not trying to get anywhere. <laughs> and that's the fucking problem with the minute. <laughs> that is the problem. Drug drugs make you okay with doing nothing. Don't want going all crap. Well yeah, I mean if there were if there was some kind of like government issued, you know, like doggy daycare where they could get off the streets and away from the crack, um, then then it would be then it would be fine. Some kind of do- doggy halfway house. Halfway house, yeah. A halfway kennel, <laughs> it would be. Like Drugs. I don't know why I'm asking you this, as if you've researched something you've just come up with. Um, like, sniffer dogs overdosing must be a problem. I, I I guess so. I guess most most of the time things are on the shift. Aren't on the they? shift. I'm I'm not you know, I, I'm I'm not saying in the kennels afterwards. But yeah, but I guess they're wrapped. I up, guess right? I guess you're yeah. So, all right to Google. <laughs> Let's try this. This is a sad fucking thing to Google. Sniffer dog. I'll go. I'll go positive. I'll go. Sniffer dog high. First thing, fucking Quora. Do drug sniffing dogs get high? <laughs> Great answer. Ever is tricky, but generally no. <laughs> Their sense of smell is so fine that the amount they can detect is far below what it would take to intoxicate. They also generally train to back off and indicate as soon as they found something, which reduces the exposure. That's boring. <laughs> so this is if. You took Bowie to be a sniffer dog. This is what was happening. Oh, I mean, that would be absolute chaos. How's this? How's this for a headline? Canine dogs overdose on fentanyl, the drug that killed Prince. <laughs> that feels like an unnecessary detail. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Canine dogs overdose on fentanyl. End. Yeah. Drug that killed Prince feels like it was either part of, like, a raid... To find out who killed Prince. Yeah. 
or Prince was a sniffer dog. Prince is a good name for a dog. <laughs> Prince is a good name for a yeah. dog. Anything with a title. Anything that is a, like, Duke. Yeah. Baron. Prince. Caesar. Rex. King. Queen. Princess. Baroness. Earl. Earlette. <laughs> 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 what is the what's the female version of an earl or is it just a lady? I think it's just a lady, isn't it? La- lady, yeah. also a good dog. Tramp. Tramp is not really a title. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, ca- carry on. I'll keep coming coming up with some. F- Fura, Fura, Fura. Just do that. Do that. This is going to be a fun thing because the walls are thin. Like you know the field test for naming a dog. A what shouting. It has to be something that sounds yeah. normal shouting across a field. Yeah, like, yeah. Fiora! <laughs> Fiora! Here, boy! I think you'd end up with that guy who trained his dog to shit on his uh, neighbour's lawn whilst doing a yeah. Hitler salute, I think. Bad Fiora. Bad. Naught- naughty Fiora. <laughs> so, sniffer dogs. Sniffer so, dogs. In the spirit of this, so given that either... You have choices to make now. Mm. So given these dogs are going to be selling it to their animal friends. Yep. Either this is going to be like a fucking art house thing where there is no dialogue and they're just dogs. <laughs> or Seth Rogen is in this film. Uh, so it's you're thinking you're either going art house or sausage party. Yeah, like not animated. Like, so there's a film coming out from the people who did Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar about a dog who gets abandoned gets drunk, and then decides he's going to bite his owner's dick off. <laughs> but like the Homeward Bound style. Yeah. So they're real dogs, but you've just CGI'd the kind of them, deep faked their mouth. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go down the deep fake route. Interesting thing about Homeward Bound, I've never seen Homeward Bound in English, only seen it in French. Hmm. It always used to be at the end of, like, term in French class that, um, that they would put on least... Homeward Bound. So not only have I never seen Homeward Bound. You've only seen the first I've hour. I've seen the first hour. <laughs> so you, you don't you don't even know if they got Homeward. I no, I mean they were bound that way, but I mean Yeah, it should towards home. <laughs> I've made a lot of assumptions about these dogs. Yeah. I'm just hoping they made it. Um just quickly doing a retour à la maison. <laughs> That's that's homeward bound in French for you. I appreciate it. No I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Has to be Seth Rogen though. He, yeah, I think. Like his 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 ears are perking up now that we're talking about it. Yeah, like like a, like somewhere is someone doing a like a drug drug based drug based comedy. Yeah. drug based comedy. <laughs> Can you hear those sweet drug based comedy dogs? Yeah. Okay. Here's so Seth Rogen. What dog would he be? It's a St. Bernard, isn't it? Oh, or a retriever. Yeah, maybe. Or like a Sharpe. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Or just like, no no offence, Seth, if you're listening to this, but why the fuck are you listening to this? <laughs> um, he'd be a fat dog. Yeah. Any, he'd need to be a comically overweight dog. English bulldog. No, so like a dog that isn't supposed to be overweight. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So like a, a, like a massive Doberman. Yeah. Kevin Hart would be a French bulldog. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. Um, Danny McBride, like Mastiff. Yeah. Who else would we chuck in? James Franco. He'd be like a, like a. Collie. James Franco would be the person. Do you think? I think he'd be the person uh, in it. 
We'll chuck in Kate McKinnon, Chris and Wig, Maya Rudolph, all the good ones. Yeah. Or we make this film 10, 15 years ago and we get Owen and Luke Wilson, <laughs> Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn. I think Maya Rudolph. Jack Black? Jack Black. Jack Black would be a pug. I don't think Maya Rudolph could be in it though because um, this is Dogs Not Reindeers. Hey! I like that. She's going to be in my reindeer movie now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's it. Sniffer dogs. Yeah. Drug hustle. Side play. These their jobs. Try and uh, make it like, as a life nice. of crime. I like it. Sit. That's fun. <laughs> the sense of power. <laughs> okay. So those were our choices. They were. Of uh, potential sequels to uh, Cocaine Bear. Elizabeth Banks, if you are listening, first of all, <laughs> why? But also, we would expect uh, as first heard on the podcast, nobody asked for credit. So, yeah, absolutely. At the very least, preferably we'd want to be executive producers, but we will take just from the minds of the podcast, nobody asked for. But yes. So, you know what question's coming, Graham? Because this is now the, 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 the reason for this po- uh, podcast. Uh, what is the top three? Of your three. Top three of my three. So in third place, we're going to go Sniffer Dogs, um, just because it is maybe not as well-rounded as the other um, the other ideas. Second place, Heron Octopus. Whilst it is a, it's a great um, story, it's a great idea, it's uh, maybe a little bit too depressing um, to take the top spot. And then in first place, it would be the, um, the LSD elephant who is going back in time via an acid trip to witness the fact that he was part of all of the major tragedies of the 20th century <sighs> that is not that's not where i thought lsd elephant would go um so my third is i think i'm going uh i think i think i'm going order i said them in so three i am going mushroom reindeer i think it is a great piss and mushroom based comedy um, two, I'm going Viagra Dolphins because more people need to know about that story and I just kind of think uh, Planet of the Apes meets Dolphin Fucking would be uh, an interesting idea. And number one, I know the drug's not real, but cake rats. Just to see these rats that have swollen to massive sizes after ingesting a drug uh, composed of Czech industrial dye. So... What are you saying for the podcast nobody asked for? Official top three. Um, I'm going. That's fair. It's been a weird episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going elephants, octopuses, and I my my personal uh, preference for yours is the um. Fuck. What was what was your the second fuck one? dolphins? The fuck the, dolphins. The Above the, uh, above cake. So you are a stickler for reality. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. That's fair, because I don't think any argument I make here is going to be combated by you saying, yeah, but it's not real, though, is it? I'll be, no, no, but it's, it'll be funny. It's like, yeah, but it's not real, isn't it? Cocaine's real. And that's generally, not that you've ever sounded like that, but I feel like that's where this conversation will go and our listeners deserve better. So I will, I think Cake Rats deserves better than you 
just dismissing it. But I get it. I get it, man. Yeah, I, there's also it would need to be within brass eye canon, and there's a whole need to kind of you know, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. So I, I think the obvious top three here. I think uh, the kitchen sink drama of Hero and Octopus in third, LSD Elephants one. I think really, if we're being honest yeah. with ourselves, it was Graham. It was always going to be elephants. It was always. It was always going to be the elephants. <laughs> so, the podcast nobody asked for is top three potential sequels to Cocaine Bear. At three, we have Heroin Octopus. At two, we have Viagra <laughs> Dolphins. And one, we have LSD Elephant. If you agree with our choices, if there are any other potential sequels to Cocaine Bear you think uh, Elizabeth Banks should make next, you can find us on uh, Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also become a friend of the podcast over at Patreon uh, at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can get a load of shit and it helps us and it keeps us doing these episodes. And you get access to a monthly bonus episode called Undrafted, where we pick more stuff. Love picking stuff. Um, and yay, capitalism. Um, so if you want to. Um, message us on Twitter. Maybe you'd like to say who you think would win in a fight between an LSD elephant, heroin octopus, and Viagra dolphin. You can. At Nobody Asks For Pod with the number four. You can find us the same place on Facebook. And we have a website with links to all of these things um, and more. Um, and that is the podcast nobody asked for dot co dot uk. And wherever you're listening to this episode, please leave us a review and in your review any future episode ideas you may have because as you can see we are scraping the bottom of the drug barrel this week so thanks for listening that was that was possibly one of the weirdest episodes we've done it was definitely up there yeah and it was definitely up there the weirdest thing if anything is that it isn't the weirdest stuff we've said yeah because there's some weird fucking shit out there like you said, we need to in the episode we definitely recorded in one go today. We definitely need to try a clip show at some point. I just do not have the energy to do that. No, that that's that's a lot of editing, but um yeah, not it's interesting if you think about that from the point of view of um when they were it shows how much they were paying like the cast members on friends. It was less effort to edit all of that together than to get them to do a 20 minute episode recording uh, but they are different because they could employ people to like tag the episode so if you want to be an intern a un- completely unpaid intern to re-listen to every single episode we've done and give us timestamps of the bits we've we've done um, as well as market researching how that goes down with an audience of potential listeners um, don't you just do more with your time. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even get to talk about how wombats have got cubed poo either. <laughs>